as the master pattern most clay, it becomes what he has imagined it to be. The clay knows not what it shall become, but the clay knows it has a purpose. The potter has already seen the outcome of his unfinished work. The clay must endure the bending, the stretching, and the cutting off of those unwanted pieces. As we look into the mirror of our life, we often tell ourselves, if I had done this, or if I had done that 5, 10, 15 years ago, my life would be different. The shadow of doubt casts itself upon you. The voice of fear settles in your eardrums. Temptation blinded the path that you desperately desire to travel. And the wheel of time won't slow down. It keeps on rolling and rolling. You tell yourself you forfeited your chance in life to live it to the fullest. I'm here to tell you, unbuckle that seatbelt of if I would've, if I could've, that's restricting your moment in life, and grab hold of the cross of Calvary. It was at the cross, at that cross, where we first saw the light of hope, the light of success in our life. It was at the cross, at that cross, as the Son of God hung there, and looked down on you and me and said, this I do for you. life. 
sanding basins, a series of refining pits that produce gradually finer grades of clay. Straw, sand, shell, or pulverized postures were often added to the clay. These ingredients minimize shrinkage and help to prevent cracking of the vessel during the drying or firing process. Now, as I read that definition, the words refining pit stood out to me. The refining pot is used in the final stages of the refining process to recover precious metal. Now, we all know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They knew what the king didn't know, that the master powder, God, was still bending and stretching them. They must have known that being in the fire was the final process of being refined, because they came out of that fire as precious gold. <laughs> they came out with an ingredient they didn't go in with. I can hear them saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but that fire won't hurt us. When I read Daniel, the third chapter, the 24th verse, then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spoke and said unto the counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. <laughs> Let me say that again. And they have no hurt. And the fourth is like the Son of God. I don't know about you, but I see something in that fire. The fire is needed in our life. That's all I'm trying to tell you. The fire will cause you to do and say things you don't want to do. The prophet Jeremiah said, I can't hold my tongue. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire set up in my bones. What I'm trying to say is that the fire is necessary in our life. When the potter raises the temperature on the fire to a certain degree, all the material, the elements are being pulled together to straighten the clay. The master potter has put in you love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. He has put inside of you a prince, a princess, a king, a queen. There is so much potential in you. The hotter the fire, the more blessed you are. And after you have come out of the fire, the Lord shows up and shows out in your life. The midnight hour passes. It's a new day. I heard a song, and the songwriter said, Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life, and I'm feeling good. Now that's the feeling of a person who has come out of the fire. When you come out, you're going to tell someone. You will dance, you're going to sing, you will find purpose in your life. God will show you your purpose. Jesus Christ of Nazareth gave the disciples their purpose. In Matthew, the 28th chapter, the 19th and 20th verse. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe 
with the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 2 Corinthians, the 4th chapter, the 17th verse. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have God controlling the potter's will of our life. We are formed in his image, created for good works. Now there are times when we don't know which direction the bending and the stretching of the master potter will take us. But Proverbs, the third chapter, the fifth through the sixth verse says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. The potter has your life in his hand. I leave you with this, people of God. In today's time, when we hear the word fire, we think of destruction. But that's not the fire I'm speaking of. I am referring to God's fire, one that renews the mind and the spirit and draws you nearer to him. No matter how small or large the fire in your life may seem, hold on to God's unchanging hand and allow him to work through you. Don't quit. 